we're going to be doing the grid review and the date that I'm doing this grid review is the 22nd of June 2017 and while I've been revising and going over this review what I've done is I've I've been updating it as I've been revising it now so before I give it to Ben to put onto iTunes I'll probably update it as best I can and then have it ready as a downloadable document that you can actually look at and use as a template as a filter as you go into looking at news etc and I ho I'm hoping to give you uh, off the top of my head some examples for that alright so let's get into it so I would presume by now that you've paused the um, podcast downloaded the it would probably be in a PDF and you've got the grid review um, in front of you like I have uh, please excuse the format I'm not very good with computer graphics and God willing one day maybe someone out there might just redo this thing and send me a copy um, what I use this for is it gives me an easy um, it gives me an easy viewable picture of the time that we're going to go in so the time now to the beginning of the seven years and then going through into the seven years beginning the great tribulation and what it does is it helps me basically uh, look at the major scriptures with regards to what they say about the different events on this thing so it's more it's more of an event timeline than a date timeline uh, why why I like something like this and why it helps me for example is that there's a lot of stuff out there with regards to uh, Planet X Nubiru um, the destroyer whatever name has been attached to this um, system that is coming in and coming towards the planet, which the Bible terms as Wormwood. So I'm going to try and refer to this as Wormwood, but if I slip into Planet X or Nubiru, I'm talking about the biblical Wormwood. And so people are giving dates with regards to when it's going to be coming in, 2012, 2017, 21, etc., etc., etc. And even though I keep those things in mind and, and, and <clears throat> I go on more of an alert as we're approaching specific dates, what I'm looking for, if I'm looking for them and their dates, is I'm looking for a situation of, well, I believe that this Wormwood event takes place two and a half months before the, before the start of the Great Tribulation. And so before the Wormwood event, I would have to have major disruption on a worldwide scale on the planet where you have the four horsemen being released. And that is not something that you can speculate about or maybe think about or maybe sit in some far off country and think, well, it's not having any effect on me. Therefore, you know, and I, I, I might miss this. this. These are events that are going to be worldwide. Prior to the release of the four horsemen, the breaking of the seals that Jesus does in Revelation chapter 5, 4 and 5, those events have to take place. We've got this massive War that I believe is going to take place. People call it World War Three, 
Psalm 83 war, the Ezekiel 38-39 war that I believe is going to take place prior to this that will lead to this. You've also got all of these financial collapses that are, that have been predicted that are going to be taking place, which could possibly be a precursor or an initiator of a World War III event. You're looking at all the provoca provocation that is taking place of the uh, proxies between the U.S. and Russia, and it's not even proxies anymore. It's actually U.S. and Russia fighter planes and stuff like that. Uh, having a bit of a pushing match in Syria right now. And then you've got the Damascus prophecy where it's about to be fulfilled. So you've got all of these things that you can place and you can put in to give you a deeper understanding of uh, what you need to be doing with regards to your preparation. So as you know, the grid, the top line of the grid, basically sets out the seven-year period. So I've added a column in there because of the Daniel chapter 9 prophecies of the pre-seven years, the 69th week. And then we go into the seven years or the 70th week beginning with the Antichrist and moving along in uh, the row, which is the seven years, breaking halfway with the Great Tribulation, going in three and a half years. Now, what I've got to do is I've got to find out where I want to insert the times of the Gentiles, the fullness of the Gentiles, and the fullness of time. How I want to do that. Do I want to do that at the top of the column or just have a note at the bottom? At the, at the current point on my draft copy, which you, you won't get, you'll get the upgraded copy, I've got it as three points at the bottom. Remembering that the times of the Gentiles concludes at the end of the Battle of Armageddon, but has already begun with Nebuchadnezzar. The fullness of the Gentiles concludes somewhere between, and this is my personal beef with regards to the rapture, the first resurrection of the dead, either at the end of the tribulation, post-tribulation rapture, or pre-wrath rapture, which will be somewhere in the Great Tribulation. Other people have got it as the Great Tribulation or as a pre-tribulation rapture. Those ones I'm not too keen on, although I do hope they're right, but I prepare for the worst case scenario with regard to that. So the fullness of the Gentiles ends there, but it began with the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The fullness of time could possibly begin to take place where Jesus returns to planet Earth and sets things in order with regards to the millennium reign, we do have a period of time at the end of the millennium reign where chaos ensues again, but then we have the white throne judgment and eternity uh, into heaven or into the lake of fire. Uh, and that would be where our, our, the fullness of time would really begin for me. So where I'm going to put those, I'm not sure just at this particular point. Another thing based on this Daniel study that we've just recently done is I want to insert the time frames that we've been given, the three and a half years, which is already in there at the top row, going from the Great Tribulation all the way through to the end. Uh, then we've got the 42 months. And then we've got the 1,290 days and then the 1,335 days. And what I'm going to do with those ones 
is I'm going to place them at the end of the tribulation. So I'm going to give the 30 days extra, the month extra, for the cleansing of the temple and the judging of the nations. That's where I'm going to place it there. But we must always remember, hold things loosely in our hand. It could take place maybe 30 days before the before the great tribulation, the mark of the beast, the abomination of desolation is set up in the temple. Then as we go down, on the left-hand column, the first column, we've got the various books that we're going to study with their various chapters that refer to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, what I'm going to discuss in today's section or podcast will be just briefly going through Matthew the words of Jesus up until um, the abomination of desolation and then briefly just point out a couple of things with regards to, to Daniel that we can see here. And this will help you understand how I would look at it. So what I would do if I was given, if I was given my grid, <laughs> if I was given my grid, yep, uh, I would look at Matthew and then I would go along the row paying attention to what is a, the, the, the row above which gives me the events. So it would be the release of the four horsemen, the breaking of the seals that take place in the first uh, three and a half years. Uh, the release of the, the, the trumpets as well starting with the first trumpet in Revelation. So I would go across the row uh, and, and this is what I'm going to do. So in Matthew chapter 24, verses 4 to 5, what happens here, the way I see this here is, is, is this is a, this, this verse of scripture, verse 4, incorporates the 69th week, deception growing. So verse 4 to 5, amplified version. Now, my Bible is open before me, and what I've done is down the column, I've got sort of a, a pencil line drawn, which points out verse 4 and 5, verse 6 and 7. So as I go through my grid, what, I, what I'm going to do, this is a new Bible that I have. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put in the references of each event, name the event, put the references of each event of the other books in. So I would put next to Matthew 4 and 5, Mark 13, 6, Luke 21, 8, um, Revelation 6, 1 to 2, etc. My Bible that I have, I have two versions in my Bible. I have, I have an NIV version down one column on, one, on, on, on a page, and on the same page down the second column, I have the Amplified running down. And so I'm chopping and changing between the two. Uh, if you want to know why I use these books these translations over and above all the others i do have a podcast out there and for the life of me my mind has just gone blank and i cannot think where it is where i discuss the various translations of the bible oh yes it's just come to me uh it's in our, our church is starting to produce basic foundations and uh we're going to be put, putting this up on itunes uh, youtube etc we just it'll take a while before it gets up there and one of our foundation courses is we look at the Word of God and there I discuss uh, the translations and why one would be more preferable than the other. Matthew 24, verse 4, the 69th week leading into the 
70th week. This event, 6 verse 4, would incorporate Revelation chapter 4 and 5 where Jesus is enthroned. And, 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 and so you'd be looking at the release of this taking place, of the fir first of the horsemen. Jesus answered them, Be careful that no one misleads you, deceiving you and leading you into error. For many will come in my name, or the strength of my name, appropriating the name which belongs to me, saying, I am the Christ, the Messiah, and they will lead many astray. So verse 6 goes into war and goes also into a mass, a mass slaughter of mankind by the red horsemen. So it's not only war, but it's, but it's just a lawlessness that gets manifest in violence which breaks out on people just really slaughtering each other and 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 the word used here which we which which we see from the greek is sort of a butchery that takes place verse 6 to verse 7 and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not frightened or troubled for this must take place but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines and earthquakes in place after that. And so verse 7 goes into the other horsemen in Revelation. So the breaking of the third seal, which is famine. And the breaking of the fourth seal, which is death coming out and riding. Which are all results of this slaughter, this war. The wars that are taking place at this particular point in time and the results of war taking place uh, and the effects on life at that particular point. Now verse 8, at this point I've put it into a wormwood pass, so I've jumped it forward just before the tribulation. Um, maybe, maybe not. All these, all this is but the beginning, the early pains of the birth pains of an intolerable, intolerable anguish. So I've put it there because the, the, the birthing process of the second coming is the great tribulation. Then verse 9 goes back to death, which if you go down the column, you can see the various passages of scripture that refer to that. And that brings you to Revelation chapter 6 verse 7 to 8, which is the fourth seal. And then if you're looking at other passages of scripture, you know, you can look at what takes place with regards to the prophecies of Daniel, where you get those arrows going across the whole time frame. Uh, and, and remember what I said about Daniel. Daniel gives us the big overview where these other passages of scripture come in and fill in the details of what takes place inside. And so they will hand you over to suffer affliction and tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Then we've got verse 9 through to 13, uh, which talks about the martyrdom that will take place, which puts us into the fifth seal, the breaking of the fifth seal, and um, how the enemy is going to come out and really uh, take it to the Jews and take it to the Christians as well. And, we, and we'll talk a lot about that when I resume these Bible studies uh, at the end of the year where we talk about the beginning of the Great Tribulation and, and hopefully I'll be able to bring in a lot of 
other authors with regards and, and speakers with regards to their point of view regarding this. For example, uh, Russ Dizdar's talk on The Black Awakening. The Black Awakening is a book and a talk that he gives really good. I'm currently reading the book at the moment. It's on my desk right now. And um, he says that the, the term Black Awakening is the actual term that the Satanists use. And this is their awakening to bring in their man god the equivalent of jesus christ the antichrist and to do that they're going to have to create bloodshed mass sacrifice and effectively they're going to try and get rid of all the christians because remember one of the resistors is a christian preaching the gospel of the kingdom in other religions you've also got this great terrible bloodshed that takes place to the ushering in of their uh, Messiah. For example, Islam uh, has a great blood purge that takes place from as a result of jihad, which brings in their, their, their Mahdi, their Imam, or whatever they call him. And we'll be looking at, hopefully looking at some of that stuff as well. And so from 9 to 13, you get that. And that brings you up into going back to verse 8 and into the middle of the Great Tribulation where we have verses 15 to 21, and then we go from 22 to, to 51, the process that takes place in the Great Tribulation up until the point of Jesus' return, which is the conclude, where he concludes and finishes the Battle of Armageddon and sorts out all these perpetrators. Now, with Daniel in mind, as you go down... Um, what you can start to do now is apply the various visions that you see to the grid. Um, you can put the, the statue down, light down, and in the pre-69 weeks, the 69th week, you can have it laid down, going back over those world um, empires, and then coming in where you've got the feet of iron and clay, which the, which which is the, the, the start of the seven years going into the seven years. You've got the various beasts that come forward. And then you have the, 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 the final fourth beast coming up, which is the Antichrist. Uh, you've got Daniel, the, 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 the phenomenal prophecy of Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27. So verse 24 describes the whole period of time seven the seven uh, the whole period of time from when daniel got the prophecy all the way through to the battle of armageddon and that talks to you about uh everything that jesus is going to accomplish three things that he did has has done already at the at his first coming on the cross and in his resurrection and the three things that he's going to do at his second coming his return which could incorporate that 30-day period with 1,335-day uh, uh, period where, we, where I think it takes place there. Verse 25 is from when Daniel received it up into the 69th week. So it describes all that takes place um, in the 69 sevens. Verse 26 we're now looking at the cross, what takes place between the cross and the 70th week, all that happens. And then verse 27 describes 
what takes place prior to the release of the of of the antichrist all the way up through to maybe 30 days after the return of the Lord Jesus Christ and so we've got that thing going on there in the middle of the graph in the middle column the great tribulation begins we've got chapters 7 chapter 8 chapter 9 chapter 11 chapter 12 and then possibly maybe here I'm going to insert the 1,290 days and the 1,335 day. Just have little red lines going in just to measure them. And then in the final column, we've got Daniel chapter 12, 2 to 13, which talks about the millennium reign onwards. So it gives us a massive overview of what takes place. And then, so so as you go down, you can go to those selected scripture verses, read about it, and it will give you a description of the event that takes place. And the event graft here, this grid view here, will be able to help you place it within an event time frame that is going to take place. The reason why I developed this is because I know that there are certain events that are going to take place irrespective. So for example, the, the beginning of the seven-year period with the release of the Antichrist and the release of the four horsemen, there is a time frame where it will begin, and you can put a clock to that, there will be seven years. It will be broken in three and a half years' time, and you can put a clock to that, it will be three and a half years. Certain things are going to take place during that time that you'll be able to recognize, all the way through to the end where Jesus returns again. And so with all these other scriptures now, you can study them and begin to understand, okay, this is what is meant. So, for example, in our study of Daniel, even though we get very a, a lot of specifics, Daniel 7, 8 and verse 24, Daniel 8, 13, talking about the Antichrist and what he's going to be like, uh, what, what, what his reign is going to be like in chapter 11 and chapter 12, what's going to take place. We get this overview of what's going to take place. And then we go into the book of Revelation and we get this unveiling and specific details of what it's going to be like. From this understanding, you then can basically go in and look at mainstream news, which I believe is fake news, look at what they are saying, and look at what they are not saying. Then you can go to the alternative media and look at what they are saying, and you can start to draw in and build up a picture of what Mystery Babylon is doing in the build-up to the seven years. So remember, Mystery Babylon manifests in three areas, finance, politics, and uh, a military might. Um, my mind's just gone blank on what I wanted to say with regards to Mystery Babylon. Sorry, I'm just doing this off one page and I don't have much notes. I just want to just share with you some of my thoughts that are taking place. And so when people are talking politics this is happening, that's happening, when they're talking about violence, this is happening, that's happening, we don't know why, you basically would be able to know why, because Mystery Babylon is a confederation of demonic principalities, the Prince of Persia is on the move, as we've been talking about, under Satan, and they are linked with their human um, counterparts operating in the first realm to achieve their goal of a of, of, of the enthronement of the Antichrist, he will be 
to them what Jesus is to us. And he will be possessed by Satan. And so you can go to Revelation chapter 13 and read about how Satan gets cast down to earth. What does he do when he goes to earth, when he comes to earth? I believe he goes into the Antichrist and that's what we'll be looking at. And we'll be looking at his reign. And so as we've studied Daniel, it gives you this overview. So what I would suggest in the interim is that you go through each passage of scripture with this grid overview. Look at your news, what they're saying, what they're not saying. Uh, Look at your other various sources that you do have and start putting yourself in a levels of preparedness so that you will not be caught unawares. You will not be caught short, but you will be a person of wisdom, being able to be used by God to help many and lead many to righteousness and to be able to be one of those that God willing survives to the end. To see the return of our Lord Jesus Christ as he comes down from heaven and puts an end to the madness that is taking place. Now, I'm going to end off. That's it. That's it for the podcast. What I just want to say to you is that um, that I'm, I'm doing this, as you know, on the 26th of June, 2017. So if you are watching this in this time frame, the next Things I'm going to say to you are important, but if you are watching this after I've already um, recorded the rest of the book of Revelation, then what I'm saying now is irrelevant to you. But due to uh, a number of things that I have to do, I'm not going to be recording anything on Revelation at this particular point. Uh, So I'm going to try and have a bit of a break from doing my research, recording this, and maybe hopefully kick it off at the end of the year, December, do a whole lot of recording there before we have a break over Christmas or do it just before we go out on on, on international mission in February. So do it in January sometime as well, January 2018. The reason being is um, I want to do some more research and I've, I've got to make a decision with regards to whether I'll just keep this strictly as a Bible study or bring in a lot of the current events of what is taking place like I've indicated to you here there and everywhere uh, of what's happening in Syria right now uh, I've got to think about that and, and, and pray about that to see whether I just keep it biblical and then have another podcast where we go into all the weird wild, wild and wonderful conspiracy theories and conspiracy truths with regards to what is happening what the enemy is doing transhumanism the, the, the promises of Satan that he gave to Eve in the Garden of Eden, how they're manifesting and what they look like today and how they relate to end times, etc. I will be doing that anyway, uh, but whether I pull them all into the biblical study here, I'm not sure yet. Another reason for the pause is that um, we've got some heavy work to do with regards to putting up a lot of foundational teaching out onto the internet while we still have access to the internet while they haven't shut us down and shut all the Christians out of the internet yet um, so that people can have access to good solid biblical doctrine the doctrines of Jesus as been taught and I've referred a little bit to that with regards to the foundation course 
of what we've been doing where we where we discuss Hebrews chapter 6 6 verse 1 to 3 and go into each one of those foundation stones and 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 ordinary members of our church just begin discussing it and talking about it for example uh we we talk about the doctrine of sin what is sin how does it affect us how does it affect a christian what does it do to a christian when we sin etc etc and we address all of those questions that's what we're currently doing right now and it's taking up a lot of time to do that uh, i'm also preparing for the discipleship training school so we're fine-tuning that down to uh, uh we, two 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 versions of this so I'm giving you some vision of what, what I'm hoping to do. The first version is where teams go out. I've got these small teams that, are be, that I've been developing and training young people in the church where, they, where we go out to various nations by invitation and by direction of the Lord. And we start to train them with regards to discipleship training school material. And there's about 10 uh, long weekends worth of training material that we give over a period of time, over a few years as we go out to these nations. And hopefully, we are there, uh, like Paul's apostolic teams going out from the Antioch church in Acts 13, or Acts 11 and Acts 13, going out to these various nations and establishing places where the locals now can take this material and spread it further. So God willing, that is going to take place. And our next mission, which we are preparing for, will be in February 2018. Uh, and there's something also possibly brewing maybe earlier earlier than that that might take place and so i'm really under the pump to get all this material fine-tuned down to weekend um bible studies the second thing that i'm toying around with and also that's taking up my time is i'm looking at having a discipleship training school level one where where we invite people from around the world and they, they're able to come to us or we're able to take a school to them and run it for either 20 or 30 days solid. That means eight hours a day, six days a week, solid teaching where we give you over and above what the 10 courses would be if we had to go to the country. So we bring in influential leaders, we equip them with all the material, with all the training and we send them out. So that's another thing that I've, I've got to try and fine tune as well. So that's all on my schedule. I'm going to ask you to pray for me and pray for the, the, the youngsters at Lifehouse Church as we go about doing this. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us and we'll do our best to answer you and give you as much information as we possibly can and bless you with that. Thank you. God bless you. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon.